It's the internet. You're busy. Let's do this. Welcome. This is the Game Mess Show. I'm Jeff Grubb. Uh, I am doing this very early again. This time, I am doing it live on Twitch, but uh, it's so early that if you are accustomed to like my, my 9 a.m. Mountain Time uh, slot that I've been doing on Tuesdays, uh, it's much earlier than that. It's about to be 5 a.m. here in a, a few minutes. I wanted to get this done because I was up all night working. I uh, had a busy day yesterday. Didn't have the time to do much work at all, so I kind of did a bunch of work overnight. That's just how it goes sometimes when you have kids. Uh, and uh, but hey, I made it work. I'm feeling I'm feeling okay. Got some work done. I'm feeling good about it. So what we could do here is let's talk about E3 coming up real fast. Only a month away. Let's talk about the list. Uh, so yeah, uh, this is, uh, I didn't update the date on there, so it still says 420, uh, and we could just chalk that up to me living in Colorado, uh, but otherwise, I've updated the list. Not much has changed except for, of course, uh, we did remove the Lost Judgment thing, which turned out to be accurate. Lost Judgment is what that game is called. Sega confirmed it. It's a sequel. It's coming, uh, so uh, we were able to get that one. I felt pretty good about that. Uh, was never 100%, uh, which is why I put lost in quotes, but I think, you know, it turned out, it turned out all right. Um, the other thing though, Battlefield 6, uh, I've moved that to June 1st. That one, it, you know, I, I, I feel bad about this one to a certain extent. I definitely said it was going to happen last week and then it didn't. Uh, but I think the way EA is talking about it, the way some of the, some other people who are like tapped into the Battlefield scene are speaking about this, it definitely seems like, this is something that did move. This is something they thought was going to happen in early May, and now they've moved it to June. And I, I have it out here as June 1st. That's, that's the date I've heard most recently. Um, and I'm confident enough about that date to put it on here. But I think I'm going to add the caveat that things do seem to be pretty fluid. Also, I think that date is for like maybe the bigger part of the reveal, and we might get uh, staggered stuff between now and then. There might be some teases. But uh, EA has said, has said as much as, like, June rhyme, rhymes with soon, uh, like in one of their social media posts. So I think Battlefield, uh, we're probably going to see that stuff early June. Uh, but I think very early June, so June 1st. Um, and then what else? There's not, not much else has changed. I guess that, um, let's see, the Flying Wild Hog Jagex sci-fi MMO reveal, that did drop down. Uh, they moved that. They delayed that. So that's not coming until much later now, like, mid late june uh so that moved um but other than that not much else happening on the list i think we're still um waiting to see if sony is going to have anything uh, in regards to a playstation sort of you know state of play in that summer time frame um i'm of the mind that they won't do it before because first of all sony likes to go last or at least they like to go after microsoft right um and also they like to uh uh, you know, right now they want to separate themselves from the ESA and E3, and also they want to sell Ratchet and Clank. So Ratchet's coming out June 11th. They're going to be focused on selling that game for quite some time, and then I think a few weeks after that game is is out and you know sold probably several million copies, um, they'll be ready to talk about what they have for the rest of the year, um, and that will be I think probably at least a few weeks between E3 and when that happens. But right, that's right. Right now, that's just me guessing based on some. Uh, you know, not not even information, but just kind of looking at the, their uh, trajectory from the past and trying to like chart it out and see what makes sense for them. Uh, if we get any more information about about Sony and PlayStation and a state of play, I'll definitely bring it to you all here next week. Um, 
So yeah, I, I, I do want to talk about a few other topics though. Uh, so the, the coalition, um, I, I think I spoke, uh, spoke about the coalition last week a little bit and some very, very, very stupid people were like, Jeff Grubb said that the coalition is making a Star Wars game. If you watch the show, I very explicitly said that that was a rumor that I didn't believe. But th there are some just very, very, very dumb people out there who are like, that's what Jeff Grubb said. I, they probably didn't watch the show. They probably just, they don't know how to read is what I'm discovering. And uh, they read someone write something and they just misread it. Um, but that was never the case. Uh, I, definitely, I definitely talked about that rumor and I said I didn't believe it. And uh, it's, you know, pretty much, I, I can, yeah, they're not making a Star Wars game. I have since then been able to confirm that 100%. Earlier today, I guess last yesterday now, uh, they had a blog post talking about how they are uh, really diving into Unreal Engine 5. And so they won't have a game to announce for a long time. And I do think that one of the reasons they came out with that blog post was to get ahead of the rumors. And uh, th those rumors were coming from here in part. But uh, the point was that they were helping with Halo. They, are, they were making the next Gears game, of course, but that's still years off. And then they were working on this third thing. And I didn't know what the third thing was. Now I'm, I'm much more comfortable talking about like what I kind of knew then. And now I've been able to confirm a little bit more since then. And that is the, the third thing is specifically a prototype, a chance for them to experiment with Unreal Engine 5. And they're going to make something that is smaller off to the side of gears. And it's going to be a chance to learn this new engine inside and out so that when they go to gears, they are, you know, they, they've hit their stride in terms of, understanding this new technology um that makes a whole lot of sense it fits with what the blog post said and it also is cool it's a cool idea it's a good use of their time right let this cool studio do something new and different if it has to be smaller uh, that's fine but like let's see what else they can do and um yeah I i'm excited about that i think that's still of course pretty uh, like a far like a long ways off but this is microsoft's unreal engine like expert team and giving them a, a good reason to just say, hey, throw yourself in there, figure out what you can do with this tech, and then make something of it, make something that we could put on Game Pass before you start really working in earnest on Gear 6. I think that is very uh, smart. That's a good, good use of their time and their talent. Um, ah, this is something I did want to talk about. I, I, you know, in, the, in, the little, uh, in the little chat where I can add stuff to this thing in Discord, I put my notes in there. I'm glad I'm glad I do that or else I would have totally forgot about this. Um, in the past, I've spoken about Xbox and Bethesda and how their E3 showcase will be kind of separate, but under the same umbrella. And I, I think re in recent weeks, they've decided to make it even closer and make it feel like more of like one big show. Um, I think there's still going to be a lot of planning that happens slightly separately, but when they present it to the public, I think it's going to feel more like here is the Xbox E3 showcase and the, here's the Xbox segment. Here's the Bethesda segment, but they're sort of just going to go one then the other really quickly. And it's going to feel like this is the like it's going to probably have the same sort, sort of theming and it's going to feel all kind of as one big thing. Um, that's not too different from what I've said in the past, but I do think that that they they're leaning more toward presenting this as one giant showcase instead of two showcases that sort of like have a break in the middle. Like there probably won't be a break at all anymore. Um, and then the last thing, the PS5 shortage is continu continuing into 2022. This is just sort of a small news uh, tidbit that I wanted to speak on because yes, you, shortages are, are gonna continue. Even if we weren't having the, uh, the, you know, the, the, the microchip shortage, which we, we are experiencing, 
uh, shortages would be continuing just because we're having such historical demand. Uh, it, we're really having record demand for all kinds of hardware. Um, and I, I think it's going to feel kind of like the way the Wii did for quite some time. The Wii was very hard to get for, for years. Uh, this is going to be similar here with the PS5, likely even with the Xbox Series X, likely with the Switch Pro. Um, and it's going to take a long time for TSMC, the company that does a lot of the, the, the you know, the, does all of the chip uh, production for all of these systems, uh, it, it may, at least at least with the regular Switch. Maybe with the Switch Pro, they might switch to Samsung is something I'm thinking, but maybe not. Um, but for the most part, TSMC does all, all, you know, prints all these chips. Um, it's going to take them a long time to really spin up new facilities, new fabrications uh, where they can actually make these products. Uh, it's going to take a long time. So, yes, don't, don't expect relief on that front, especially when we know demand is just going to continue for a very long time. Um, okay, that, that does it with the stuff I wanted to talk about, I think. I'm sure I forgot some stuff, which is why I have chat. Hey, chat. How's it going, everybody? Uh, you have questions. You can ask them now. Uh, let's do a pretty quick question segment tonight. I'm going to try not to be long-winded. Uh, I'll try to answer what I can. But if you, wanna, if you have a question, ask right now. Ask right this second uh, at me in the chat here, and I'll do my best to answer. Um, but, yeah, I'm tired. I should go get in bed. So let's do this quick. So let's see what we have. Uh, let's see. I can't read your name because uh, I'm looking on the one on here on uh on Twitch, but it says uh, no idea if Coalition is a third person game. Um, no idea. It's too it's too early. I so I think the point here is, um, think of the way that EA has spoken about the way Respawn makes games. Respawn spends a lot of time prototyping ideas and coming up with new ideas, and then just building games around those ideas years down the line after they've prototyped and prototyped and prototyped. I think this, this sort of, uh, that's what this stretch of game development is going to be for the Coalition, um, with a focus on learning the ins and outs of Unreal Engine 5, but also a, a chance to stretch their legs and prototype and prototype and prototype. All right, let me, let me take a look at some of these questions that just came in. Scrolling back up to the top here, because I, I told you to sit in right now. So let me see here. Uh, from Intersect One, what were you and uh, Shuge X talking about past week when uh, you were talking about it would be a big week? And he talked about announcements. Didn't seem that big, excluding Epic versus Apple stuff. So I don't think I ever said anything along those lines. I think I did retweet Mike Minotti, my coworker, saying, What a week. And he was specifically talking about the Epic versus Apple stuff. And we were busy. We had a lot of stuff happening. And I was retweeting him. And there was, like, all kinds of news happening one day. Um, but I do I agree that Shuge was uh, suggesting, you know, Daniel Ahmad from Nico Partners. I think Daniel was, uh, it sounded like he was suggesting some other big announcement that I, I had no privy to. I had no idea what he was talking to. And it wasn't just him. There were some other people making those, uh, making those same claims. Um, and I, I have no idea. So if we missed it and we missed it, then yeah, he could have been referring to something else. So he's got a lot of interests, you know, in different territories. Uh, he's, you know, he's very focused on Chinese development and stuff like that. So there could be stuff coming up from that, that territory that you might not consider exciting. I might not consider exciting, but something that really is for him. Uh, and, you know, he, he could have been something along those lines. Uh, or it could have been something that was supposed to happen and didn't. But I have no idea. Uh, I can ask him. I, I, shall, I should ask him. Um, let's see, from Mr. Matty Plays, uh, 
Wait, no, I'm sorry. Hey, Alaska. Mr. Matty Plays is still pretty sure Starfield will release this year. Thoughts? Yeah, I, uh, I tend to agree. This is still... Um, one thing about this E3 is that because it's all digital, these companies haven't had to uh, lock down exactly what they're doing. Even at this point, we are a month out and the companies are still... Th this is like the decision week right now. Yeah, because they still have to actually produce all this stuff, of course. Uh, but but they have had the time up to this point to decide what they're going to include uh, and then like, you know, what that news will actually be. So the leaks have actually come slower this year than they have in past years where you, they had to actually put a bunch of stuff on a truck, drive it to L.A. Uh, at this, like starting at this point. So they've made the decision weeks or months ago in past years. Uh, so right now we're still in a point where um, these companies are just deciding. So we still like if I was going to know something, uh, I wouldn't because they haven't actually made the decisions yet. Uh, but I tend to think that Starfield will show up at the C3 still. I know that has been their intent. And then I think they do that with every plan to launch it this year. Uh, I, uh, when um, Jason Schreier, when he was asked on Reddit about that, and he said, uh, they're like, hey, Starfield this year, do you think that's going to happen? And he said, no. And uh, he clarified that was his, his feeling based on what he knows about what's happening with every game and how every game's getting delayed. And I really, really agree with that assessment in terms of like if someone's asking me about a game and what I, if i really think it's going to come out this year man everything's sort of pointing towards a big game getting delayed like just kind of across the board and yet i'm still fairly confident that starfield will launch this year that's a that's a, a guess that's a prediction and uh, as we get closer to e3 maybe i'll be able, maybe i'll get more info that will shift me one way or the other and again this will be the place come here or games beat decides uh, the podcast or if I feel confident enough, I'll write a story on GamesBeat uh, where I explain my thoughts on what's happening with Starfield and why. Um, if it's like something that's newsworthy, of course, and not just like, oh, I'm going to spoil something. I'll try not to do that. Um, let's see here. From Dang It Dio, any idea if the Xbox show is part of E3 or its own thing that E3 and Summer Game Festival co-stream? It's part of E3. It is fully part of E3. They've already announced that they are working with the ESA and it's under the E3 label. I think that um, an important thing to keep in mind here, though, is it might not mean a ton. I think these companies are all producing their own showcases and then just letting the E3, or letting the ESA put the E3 logo on it, basically. Uh, from Corajar, uh, Cora Jr., does Square Enix have something good? Uh, I mean, that you know, that's going to depend on your own tastes. Like, if it was some Kingdom Hearts stuff, I would say absolutely not. Oh, you're offended, Kingdom Hearts fans? Do, you, do I look like I give a shit? It's 5.12 in the morning right now for me. I don't care. We could do this. I'll do this all morning with you. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm being so combative. <laughs> um, uh, but, but listen, I think they're going to have some Final Fantasy stuff to talk about, obviously. I think they're going to talk about Final Fantasy 16. I think they're going to probably have to, have to talk about 7 Remake 2, right? I feel like it'd be weird if we got to E3 and they talked about Final Fantasy 16, but not Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2. I guess they could talk about, I don't know, they're already doing Integrade. So yeah, um, if you're a Final Fantasy fan, I think you're going to be pretty happy. I think if you're a Dragon Quest fan, I think there's a good chance we'll see 12. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, it's, it's going to have some good stuff. Let's see here. What's going to be PlayStation's biggest hitter this year in terms of a release or in terms of like a, a state of play? In terms of a release... 
Horizon's going to be the big one, right? Probably. I'm probably forgetting something. Well, I mean, Ratchet and Clank, I think, is going to be, you know, even by the holiday, people are still going to be going wild for Ratchet and Clank. Um, but in terms of, like, anything they could announce, um, I think it's actually going to be Final Fantasy 16. Uh, I know Square Enix it will probably show that at their, at their showcase. Then when State of Play comes around, uh, maybe there's more to talk about there. And then, you know, I don't think that's coming out this year, but I think it's coming out probably next year, and they'll want to start talking about it right now. Um, and that'll probably be the biggest thing. People were wild about that trailer when they showed it. And I think they're just going to, I think it's just going to do better and better uh, in, in these showcases in terms of getting people excited. All right. Um, from Mickey S, will you review the Bow and Wonderworld book? If, um, if I can get it from my library, yes. If I can get it from the library, if it's not available through the library, like I think it's only an ebook. But I like get ebooks from my library. If it's available that way, yes, I'm not gonna buy that book. That's not happening. <laughs> um, from Globe Gamer, Arcane Austin, next project. I've heard rumors that I cannot confirm, and as I've learned from the uh, the, the coalition thing, I'm just not gonna say it because people are gonna claim that I'm saying that this is happening. Uh, even when I try, even when I add all the caveats. Uh, very, very dumb people on Reset Era will still be very, very dumb. So uh, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut on that one until I can confirm it or, or at least be a little bit more confident. Uh, but yeah, let's wait and see on that one. Big, Big Rick Energy, good name. Uh, will Genshin Impact come to Xbox? I think it probably will. Uh, it seems like the kind of thing that, um, you know, it's not, it, you know, it's not something you can add into Game Pass, so maybe it's not a priority for Phil Spencer, but Phil tends to understand that those, those kinds of games are exciting to the Xbox audience, um, and I think he might want to do the work to get it on there, uh, but I think it would take a concerted effort to get it on there, so uh, whether or not he has the bandwidth or something like that, I don't know, you know, or his team. Not, I'm not, obviously, Phil Spencer isn't doing all this by himself. Um... From Nam, any news on possible third South Park game? No, not none that I've heard. Um, I remember that Trey and Matt seemed to be pretty burnt out from the process after the second game. Um, and you know, you see, all, you also see diminishing returns from that sort of thing after a while. So, uh, you know, feeling burnt out and not getting as much money—it's kind of like that perfect storm to keep these things from happening. But I could just be. You know, right now I actually am. I'm talking out of my ass about that. That's me just guessing, so I don't know for sure. Uh, what do you know about Image and Form right now? Anything with SteamWorld? We know the gunk. The gunk. Dropped off 30. The gunk. Get excited about the gunk. Everyone, if you are in my chat right now, you legally must be excited about the gunk from Image and Form. Their first big, th like, th like third-person 3D action adventure game coming to xbox uh i love image and form steam world dig 2 maybe one of my favorite games of all time easily it's easily in the top 50 might be in the top 25 games god that's a great game um so anything they do i'm gonna be interested in i like steam world heist as well um uh, i like the card one although it was not quite as much as the other ones but i still like it. it's still a really good game uh now they're doing the gunk and I, I think we'll, I think we will see more from the gunk at E3. Uh, what a good name! If you're not excited about the gunk, you can get the hell out. Is basically what I'm trying to say. 
All right, let's do a couple more. Uh, I understand that, uh, you know, I haven't done a ton, but again, it's late. We've gone 40 minutes. Maybe we'll go about five more. Um, hey, Jeff, heard anything about Nintendo's E3 plans? No, not yet. Um, I think we'll probably start hearing rumblings here pretty soon, uh, but I haven't heard anything one way or the other. Uh, from rphelps81, do you think Microsoft Bethesda is getting closer due to the lack of new stuff during the pandemic? They need the content to have a full Xbox show. Um, I don't think that's the motivation, although I don't think Xbox is going to, I still don't think Xbox is going to have a ton of surprises. I think they'll have some surprises, uh, but my guess here is that if Starfield feels like a big Bethesda game, it will be the kind of thing that will be the talk of the show it, you know, it'll be like uh, winning, like, oh, most anticipated game awards from Jeff Keighley or whatever. Um, it could easily be in that, in that, you know, that stratosphere. Um, and making sure that there is no question that that is associated with Xbox uh, might be the motivation there. And, and the underlying, like the, the ulterior motive there might be exactly what you're speaking to, where they want to make sure they feel like they have a full showcase. But... I think they're going to have a lot of stuff. I think that they're going to continue spending a lot of money to get third-party uh, Game Pass releases, and they'll probably talk about that here. Um, and then there's, you know, there is global publishing deals that, that some of them are still years away, like really, really far away. Some of them, I imagine, are closer than that, and we'll probably hear about that stuff. Um, I'm going to say the words Elden Ring. Um, I know I, I still don't know if Microsoft was able to, to confirm Elden Ring for its showcase. But if it was, that'll be a big deal to have in its show. Um, and so I think it's right on the borderline of them feeling like they need to have more. And that's why you bring in Bethesda in a more, you know, distinct and distinguished way. That's not the right way to use those words, but I don't care anymore. Um, but I don't think that's the only motive. And I don't think that's like the, the overriding thing. Mostly, I think it's just they want to make sure that there's no confusion about this stuff. And that when you go to make a purchase on... Uh, to, to get Game Pass, that you fully understand that Bethesda is a part of that. They've spent a lot of money marketing that. Uh, I think there was weeks there where you couldn't get on Twitter without that first ad being, hey, Microsoft welcomes Bethesda into Xbox. Uh, but, you know, those ads only go so far. And making sure that you use the biggest event of the year to continue to hit that, me that message over and over again, um, that's probably the real motivating factor here. All right. Um fake game <laughs> God, thank you Revan um all right ATF uncle any legit legitimacy on Konami licensing out their IPs I don't know um maybe I, I don't know I honestly can't confirm that one um you know I think I think we do know I think we can say that the something is happening with Silent Hill right um, and if they licensed out Silent Hill to, to Sony, as well as like making a blooper, a, a blooper team game camera is a blooper, a blooper, um, either way. Uh, yeah. So, so if they're, they've done that, then, then that's precedence and maybe they're doing the same thing with other IPs. Uh, but let's wait and see. I don't know. Um, the Iceman 22 or 2288. What's the deal with Call of Duty 2021? We've seen rumors that development is not going well at all. I've heard those rumors as well. Um, I've heard, I think Dean was telling me he was hearing those rumors, and Dean's pretty tapped into Call of Duty. Um, 
and I am, I'm not sure what that looks like, right? And I, I think, the, isn't the rumor that the problem is with the multiplayer? Like, they've had problems with the single player in the past, and they've proven that they could just put out the multiplayer and be fine. Uh, now the worry is the multiplayer, and if that is that, if that's a problem, I have no idea what that looks like. Do they, um, do they just delay it? Um, I think one of the rumors, and again, these are rumors. This is not coming from me. This is me hearing stuff, not confirming. This is not Jeff Grubb saying any of this stuff. God damn it. Um, the, the other rumor is that um, they might release like a, a remaster of Modern Warfare 2's multiplayer. And that's going to be like the big multiplayer this year. Um, and I just, I wonder how that goes over. I wonder what that looks like, how they market that, how they charge people for that. Do they charge a full $60 for that, $70? whatever they're selling those games for. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that all goes down. Um, but I mean, this is, this is the problem that Activision is in right now. They are trying to make more content for Call of Duty than ever before. Uh, they, they have no other games to rely on. So if Call of Duty goes sideways, what else can they, they have nothing else. This is, they have to make Call of Duty work. So good luck with that Activision. Um, from Sam24W, think we'll see Fallen Order 2 at EA Play. No, it's probably a bit early for that. Maybe like, you know, maybe a logo. Maybe like, it, maybe they talk about Respawn in, in, in a way that's like, hey, Respawn's important to us. Here's everything that Respawn's working on. And then they do the thing where it's like they show a B-roll of people working in the studio or working from home and talking about how important the game was to them. And now we're working on another one. Here is a, a, a title treatment or a placeholder title. And here is uh, maybe some key art of a new Jedi or something like that. Um, but we'll see. Okay, so it's been 25, 26 minutes. What I'm going to do is I'm going to answer a few more questions, but I'm going to scroll all the way down to the bottom. And I'm going to ask you if you really wanted a question answered that I didn't get to ask it again right now and uh, continue to at me, and I'll take a look and I'll answer a few more. Uh, from O'Cannell Do Guru, anything on Alan Wake 2? Just what I said before, just that uh, they're making it, Remedy's publishing it, uh, I haven't heard anything new. I think it's gonna be some time before we really hear about that. Um, I think uh, I, I, I wasn't the only one with that information, which is one of the reasons I, I kind of went with that, is because I knew it was gonna get out anyhow. Um, so I imagine maybe they might talk about it in some capacity because if it's like if it if the information is like that, that means maybe they've been discussing it and uh, and other people are hearing about it. So maybe we hear something, but I, I don't know. Uh, Sam twenty four W, what the f is up with Lego Star Wars? It's just I think it's just COVID. Honestly, I know everyone is sick of hearing that excuse, so they just dismiss it now. But it's probably just COVID. Uh, just COVID things. Probably QA. It's probably quality assurance. I I keep saying that's the hardest thing to do. In this situation, uh, that hasn't changed, and that game is in a situation where I could very easily see that they are just having trouble with bugs, and they don't want to launch that game in that state. Uh, Gray Fox thirty eighty eight. Anything about Final Fantasy sixteen? Nothing new, but I do think we'll see it soon. Um, uh, but that's me thinking there. No, no insider information with that. Um, from Doctor Doctor Butthugger. I think I called you Darth Butthugger last time. I'm sorry about that. Dr. Butthugger, what do you think Ubisoft... Sam you didn't go to seven years of butthugging in school for me to call you Darth. God damn it. Uh, what do you think Ubisoft San Francisco is working on post-Rocksmith? 
no no clue never and it's something i've never even thought about i i'll look around a little bit i'll ask around and i'll see if i can come up with something but just have nothing for you there but thank you for the question uh from sano suit with sony confirming that ps5 supply shortages will continue well into 2022 and assuming that it'll be the same for xbox do you think that will result in an extended generation of consoles yes i think that this generation was already going to feel pretty pretty extended anyhow um Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3 generation, a pretty solid generation overall, right? That went eight years. The next generation required mid, mid-gen refreshes because the launch hardware was such butt. Um, but, you know, even the refreshed ones weren't great when you really look at the CPU and everything, hard drive. I, I, I always harp on this. Uh, but that generation went seven years. I, we're, gonna be, we're definitely going to be, be between seven and eight years with this console generation, without a doubt. Uh, if we get mid-gen re- refreshes again, It'll easily go eight and maybe longer. Um, the hardware is really good this time. Really, really good. We are going to get in a situation where uh, developers are going to begin building games specifically designed to take advantage of these CPUs and these SSDs. And uh, they're going to be able to do that, like figure out what they could do with that for years. And that's going to unlock new ideas that won't require much new hardware because they're like, oh, now we know how to use this. Our next game will be even better um, just using the same hardware. And so it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel like a, a really beefy generation in terms of uh, the way things are going to advance. And that's going to make it feel like, wait, what do we need har- new hardware for? We're, we're getting not only the best looking games of all time, but these games are new, fresh ideas. And we haven't had that in a real long time because the last generation was just like a lot of rehashes of the previous generation, uh, just prettier. Uh, because that's what they could do with those really crappy CPUs. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be everything's going to kind of line up to enable this generation to go, uh, yeah, easily seven years, uh, and then probably eight at least as well. Okay, I'm I'm running out of gas, everybody. So uh, let me do one or two more. Um, Battlefield reveal. I I talked about that one earlier, uh, but basically I think it's June first. Um, here, let me bring it back up. There you go. You see. I think we might hear if there might be some teases before then, but I think June first. Otherwise, um, from Havor Ingle, I'm sorry, I should try harder to say your name right, but I just don't have it in me right now. Uh, do you think Xbox will slow down the news now until E3? That's a good question. Um, they've been doing like every two weeks at least, and sometimes every week, and sometimes multiple times per week. Uh, announcing cool stuff to make people feel good about buying an Xbox, even though they don't have a lot of big first-party games, right? That's the plan. That's the obvious plan. If you look at what Xbox is doing, they are obviously in a PR offensive to make sure that people feel really good about the money they've spent. So that's an important battle to win. And it's really, it's it's like it's it's like golf. That one, That's not a battle against Sony. It's a battle against the course, and the course being our attitude about the, the box that we have bought. Um, but keeping people happy, even after they bought the console and making them not regret that purchase is a really important and, and difficult art and pulling that off is challenging. And uh, this, yeah, this, this charm campaign is a big part of that. Um, and I think, I think you're probably right that now, as we get a month out, things might slow down a little bit. Um, but I think that what that means is, is yeah, they'll have a bunch of games to talk about at E3. But I think they might talk about other stuff in other ways at E3 as well, in in for, in the form of like roundtable discussions with Greg Miller. Uh, I think I'm on, I'm on the Gamescast. I don't know, uh, the kind of funny Gamescast. Greg called me in 
to answer some questions like these ones. And I spoke to this a little bit where I think like if we hear about that Nintendo uh, Xbox thing, and this I might have spoken about this last week, but the Nintendo Xbox thing, if we hear about that, it'll be at one of these roundtable discussions at E3. Uh, but if Microsoft has a bunch of other stuff along those lines to announce, not necessarily to do with Nintendo, uh, they could talk about it in that form as well. And so maybe they are starting to hold that hold stuff off for that. Uh, but those things could also tend to get lost in the noise. Um, so maybe they won't hold that stuff back instead, just kind of keep hitting us with it and then just making us feel good right until E3. And then that's when the games are the, are the big story, of course. Oh, Christian with the, the Greg Miller emojis. Um, okay. Um, I'm actually, that's it. I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, like a few things though, just a few housekeeping things. Um, there's a podcast of this now. If you want to listen to this as an audio podcast, it's out there. It's the Game Mess Show. Um, you should be able to, I, it's definitely on Spotify. By now, it should probably be on iTunes. Uh, but if you want to find, like, just go to anchor.fm slash game dash mess, I think. I'll get that for sure. I'll definitely put the link in the description. Um, uh, but yes, subscribe to that. That'd be really great. Uh, but also, if you want to just, I have like three podcasts now. Uh, this uh, how games make money and games beat the sides. And if you just want to get all those in one feed, I've begun putting those in my Patreon feed. So if you subscribe to my Patreon, uh, you'll get an RSS feed. And it's a real simple one where you just click a link and it takes you right to Acast and it's just all set up for you. Uh, all of my shows will be in there. It's a real good, good way to keep up with that stuff. If you don't want to track it down yourself, of course, it's all going to keep going to YouTube. I'm going to keep doing this on Twitch. It's all going to be free. Um, speaking of free, Join my Discord. Discord, that's free to join. Uh, but if you join my Patreon, uh, you get into some secret rooms in there, including the podcast producers room and the industry secrets room where we kind of talk about some rumors and stuff and things I've been hearing uh, and things other people have been hearing because we've got a lot of cool people in the Discord now. A lot of cool conversations always happening. So join that. Um, all right. And if, something about pr promoting yourself after an all-nighter feels deeply dark. So I'm going to wrap this up. Um, Thank you everybody so much for watching. Let's let's say goodnight to YouTube. Everyone in the chat on Twitch, if you wanna say goodbye to YouTube, I'm gonna end the video and then I'll say goodbye to you all uh, separate and we'll get out of here. Uh, so goodnight YouTube. Uh, oh, uh, thank you. Uh, give, me my, give me my lasagna and JP Dunks for, uh, for the subscriptions here on Twitch. It means a lot to me. Thank you so much. All right, YouTube, have a good one. Get a few more goodbyes in there.